Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, and we're back once again with Ready Player Two. Joining me this week, we have the usual team, producer Ross. Hello. Rich. Hello. And Zero. Hello. I, as you should already know, am iLewis87. <laughs> you so, should already know that. This is information you should already have. Episode three. Well, to be fair, if they're listening to this episode, they probably heard us on the first two. Yeah, fair They're amazing if they're listening to this episode. They made and it this way. I am fucking there for this stuck through it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Really well. Well done. So, what's happening this week, guys? What have we what been up to? Oh, I've been scared shitless. <laughs> Mostly. Oh, yes. Great videos. Mostly. Thank you very much. They have been fucking amazing. Thank you. So entertaining. Well, we decided last. We decided at the end of the last uh, last episode, didn't we? We were talking about horror games and how a couple of us yeah. didn't like them, and how you were a bit of a girly hom. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to make this last week the uh, the week of horror. Ready to play two week of horror. So I thought I was going to go out and play a few. Um, well, let's face it, really fucking scary indie horror games, and yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Which you can see these videos on the website. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I've linked the videos on the Ready Player Two website. But yeah, I'll talk about them in a little while. But oh god, I wasn't expecting it. I've got to be honest. I play, I've played the AAA title horror games, and I really like horror games. But oh, Jesus, they don't hold a candle to these things. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> they haven't got people to um, to Some answer fun. to though, so they can. Facial expression. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks picture for that. in picture is the highlight of the whole videos for me. <laughs> it, it really is. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah you could almost smell the reaction oh God, i could smell it i tell you especially when my wife jumped around the corner <laughs> that's the highlight that of all, all the videos <laughs> i hope you fall over and graze your face yes well it's true god what who does that to another person jesus oh uh, what you guys been up to anyway uh playing this week i have been mostly playing quantum conundrum which is just it's very, very funny and very, very entertaining to play. It's like a physics interdimensional puzzle game. It's kind of like Portal, but with different dimensions. So you've got other things that you can do um, All right. other than just jumping through portals. Um, cool. That's, that's very entertaining. Um, Akami HD, which is just beautiful. I've heard this is brilliant. Well, I never got a chance to play. What are you playing this uh, on? Oh, just uh, this is on my PS3. Oh, right. I, I'm going to try and give my PS3 uh, like a second chance. <laughs> a second? Really? Is it second? Is it, it, are we on like the fifth or sixth now? Yeah, it, it's the drunken love affair that... <laughs> that it's still I, hanging around. I'm giving... Uh, yeah, I, I've decided to answer its calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. We've got we've got a mix here because you you two, you and Ross, you play Xbox quite a lot, don't you? Yeah. has got a, a Nintendo Wii U. Um, and I, I've got an Xbox, but I'm, I'm mostly a PC guy. So having somebody who's playing PS3 now is so a bad. Why, why did you say that? Like 
Sierra's got a Wii U, like some form of STD. <laughs> no, 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 I guess, no, no, I mean, like you, you were the uh, the guy. You were you're the uh, you're the Wii U guy. You're the guy that bought it. You and that other yeah. guy. That bought it. <laughs> yeah, you, you are now you are now labelled the Wii U guy because yeah. you're the only one that owns one. Yeah, that we know. I mean, <laughs> there was another fella that bought it, but I don't know. Is there him. a cream I can take or something? <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Uh, doctor, give it to me straight. What have I got? <laughs> Shit tasty consoles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Right. right. it out. <laughs> I, okay. Well, just put in a disclaimer. We don't think that the Wii U is shit. No. I do not have STDs. No. <laughs> and, and also, he doesn't have STDs. Add zero doesn't have STDs. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, <laughs> Rich, you were saying. I can't even remember now. It's gone. No, I've been playing a load of games on the Xbox this week. I played. Uh, oh what? yeah, come on! Injustice, Gods Among Amongst Us. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Played, I, didn't, I didn't finish that. Story was good, but the uh, the actual graphic novels before the games were even better than the actual game. Skip forward two minutes to avoid spoilers. The graphic novels. Oh. How they is this to tie in all the different characters that they brought into it? Yeah, it's to set up the story basically. Um, so it's a proper story because I was I was I was confused. I didn't know whether they were just going to do because let's face it, Mortal Kombat didn't have a story. <laughs> no. So I didn't I didn't know whether they were just going to kind of go. Oh, there's a lot of heroes and, and stuff here, and they're, they're all going to punch each other a little bit. I didn't know whether they were actually just going to kind of go with it. Do you want to? But they put a story? full on story into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The story is basically um, that uh, the Joker kidnaps Lois Lane, who is pregnant with Superman's child. He oh, oh, does this thing where if she dies or if her heart stops beating, a nuclear bomb goes off. Uh, he, oh, lures, he lures Superman into a submarine under the sea, obviously where you keep nuclear weapons because Joker's got one, apparently. Let me guess, it's filled with kryptonite. <laughs> no, 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 he releases the Scarecrow's uh, mind control gas stuff. Uh, Superman thinks Lois Lane is Doomsday, flies him up into space to kill him. It's actually Lois Lane. She dies, a nuke goes off in... Um, Metropolis, Superman decides to go on. What? Can we just pause a minute? Superman kills Lois Lane. Yep. I already love this game. <laughs> uh, Continue. Because <laughs> how, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. yeah, neither did I. Because of how distraught he is, Superman oh. decides to become the god he is and uh, rule the world, basically. Stopping everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you have to control the other DC heroes. Uh, Ross. Yeah. Ross. You might want to put in a spoiler alert before the beginning of this. Yeah, this is all the comments. This is not <laughs> even we need to do, oh God, right? You know, yeah, but seriously, right at the beginning of the uh, of the podcast, this, we haven't even gone anywhere. Yeah, true. You put a spoiler klaxon at the beginning, but in, right at the very start. In the in the comics, this podcast may, may contain spoilers. In the comic Superman punches Joker's heart right out of his chest. Obviously, they don't show that in the game, which is a bit disappointing. Awesome. Yeah. How long did it take you to finish? Uh, three hours. It took you three hours. Yeah. Oh, now, That's... come on. No, I know where you're going with this. It's a fighting <laughs> game. How fighting long did it take oh, to finish Street God. Fighter? Yeah, true. How long did it take you to finish Mortal Kombat? It doesn't matter. It doesn't need to... The fighting games, by definition, are supposed to be repeatable games. They're supposed to be really fun games. Stop sighing. <laughs> who, did, who, who did you play as? Uh, you Do you played... actually play as a character? Yeah, you go through the story. You? you play as all the characters, basically. So you don't just play it through as one character and then you play it through as a different character and get a different story. No, it's very it's it's basically the same as the last Mortal Kombat where you go through the story jumping through you do like three fights as one person. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Not a fan of that list. 
Honestly, no, it sounds great. I, I saw some, I haven't played it, I saw some footage of, of the actual combat. Mm. The only issue that I've got is the... Blunt force trauma. Is, what? <laughs> the only issue that you have at the moment is blunt force trauma. No, no, I don't. I don't. The only issue that I have with it is it seems too easy to pull off the really big special abilities. Yeah, basically you press the two right triggers, uh, the two uh, triggers yeah, together. I don't like that. Yeah. And apparently there's some kind of issue where when there's, like if somebody else is pulling off some kind of like wacky 400 punch combo yeah that you can just pull both the triggers and interrupt them yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah see i'm not keen on that i don't like that yeah, that's but... pretty much it's a, it's a moral combat game which is always juggle tastic anyway yeah even the last one it was all both shoulder buttons did the, the x-ray abilities and yeah that's it's, always what moral combat was it's basically the same as last mk but without the uh outrageous violence or the blood and gore oh. really well, it sounds good, to be honest. That was the only good thing about the last World Combat game, was the fatalities. <laughs> Jesus. God, I've also played... Who punched the... you in the cock? I've also played Assassin's Creed 3, and uh, that was rubbish. So I sent that. Really? Yeah, didn't like it at all. It felt oh, good so Lord, slow and clunky to control. Go on then, Lewis. Defend Assassin's Creed 3 now. No, I'm not going to, because <laughs> oh. I, I can kind of see where he's coming from. It was slow and clunky. The controls were nowhere near as intuitive as they were in Brotherhood and, to a lesser extent, Revelations. Mm. And also my worst yeah. thing about the game, and all current games at the minute, unskippable cutscenes. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. If I care about the story, then fine, I'll watch it. But if oh, I don't yeah, care, I can definitely agree with that. just let me oh, fucking God. skip. It's even worse when you die or you fuck something up. So here's how you do this jump. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Jump, 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 fuck, spin, twat, now I'm in the drink. Let's reload. Yeah? You gotta watch fucking cutscene again. Yeah. I know how this goes. Just give me I know what's going on. Give me the option. Let me press select and then it says if you wanna skip this, press B or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, oh, agreed. That's, that's what I've been doing this week. Anyway, sit zero, what have you been playing? Or what have you been doing this week? This week, apart from my PC, yeah, apart from my PC fucking exploding and causing me no any problems, I have actually been playing poker at the inventory too. Oh, nice. po- from Telltale Games. Poker at the inventory. What? Oh, poker night. Too. Not... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With uh, the guy from Sam and Max and Claptrap. So you've got. And... Oh, yep. this Sam is the one with Clap... all the characters. Sam yeah. Claptrap, Ash Williams from Evil Dead, and. Yeah. Hank from the Venture Brothers, nice. overshadowed by Gladys from Portal. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> is it any good? I, I quite like playing poker, and I do know you play poker as a multiplayer game against mm. you know people being the highlight, but certain playing with just the random characters are sitting, you know, chatting and chewing the fat with each other, fucking hysterical. Hearing like um, Hank from Venture Brothers giving shit to Ash from Evil Dead and <laughs> Portal constantly telling you that you're shit and that your odds of winning are calculated and you're going to lose, <laughs> it's, it's, it makes a good wee game. Ah, cool. So I've been quite chuffed with that, so I'm quite happy to be playing that one. See, I feel, I've heard this, I've actually heard this, because like, it's just poker. You don't change poker, it's just poker. But apparently yeah, they've made it pretty interesting with the aside parts of it because of all the characters interacting with each other and everything. Although, yeah. is Max as annoying as he, as everybody seems to be saying he is? Um, yeah, like I'm a huge fan of Sam and Max, but they seem to have the least amount of lines, so I've heard them repeating the same lines twice in the same game. Yeah. And that's kind of frustrating. Oh, yeah. See, I, really, I, the whole I game of... is built on the interaction. Yeah, Sorry, that's, that's that's kind of what made me want to pick, because I'm not a massive poker player. I 
to be honest, I don't understand the rules that well. Um, I'm normally too shit faced when I do get around to playing. Like <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I was kind of tempted to pick up um, Pokenoi, the first one, because that's got the heavy, and he's just as a character in a game, even though he's not like a main character in any particular game, he's just such an excellent character. Yeah. So uh, just seeing the interaction between him and like um, Strong Bad. Yeah, Strong Bad, and is it Tycho from uh, Penny Strong Arcade? Strong Bad, Tycho, and Max from Sam and Max. Yeah, I mean, just seeing the interaction between those, I'd just, I'd love to sit and watch that <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah. I think the interaction between characters is better in the second one, but like, like people are saying with Sam and Max, I think they got the least amount of lines, and it's just that's the one thing you're always going to have a problem with poker night with is you play a couple of games and you all start seeing them repeat the lines. Yeah. yeah, but as long as you're into it, I think maybe it's all right. You got to expect that. You're gonna yeah, hear exactly. the same. You're gonna hear if the you're same not, stuff. If you're not big on poker and you only play a couple of times, then it's perfect for you because you're not going to play against other people and get wiped out instantly. Yeah. So is and it you right? get a nice amount of abuse from Gladys, which is always <laughs> good. <laughs> See, I love. I've got a secret love affair going on going on with Gladys, yeah. even when she was in a potato. I'd still do her. Right, so moving on to the news. Uh, Ross, why don't you start with uh, whatever news items you might have? Yeah, this is mega exciting. Uh, Sega have confirmed that uh, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion is coming to Xbox Live and PSN this summer. Oh, man. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the screenshots for this? It looks amazing. Yeah, I think this is going to be the summer of um, HD remakes, definitely. Yeah, this and DuckTales. Yeah, (sighs) we just need some... Some other, some more, uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're laughing. Any suggestions? Game what, of remakes? Li- yeah, game developers, listen up. Do you know what I would love to see? I would really love to see. Do you remember, I don't know, I can't even remember if it was the first or the second, but Gremlins on the NES. Oh, I know the one you're talking <laughs> about. I remember this? Oh, that yes. was brilliant. Definitely want to see a remake, a HD remake of that would be fantastic. Yep. I don't know. I'm just so excited about this. I played this game so much on my Super Nintendo. Castle of Illusion is a cracking one. Yeah. There's so right. many people. They, they could go with so many different games, though. Ross, was it not you that played um, Epic Mickey? Yes. And Epic Mickey. What were they like? I never played them. The first no, one either. was really good. Um, yeah. The second one kind of let itself down. It tried to be... Well, I played it with my wife, and the co-op thing really didn't work. Oh, really? It was split yeah. screen, but really bad split screen, which... Kind of just, it just takes me straight out of the game if it's bad split screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I have to go on. Uh, yeah, the first one was fantastic. I want that on the on the the high def consoles really because it was only a, just a Wii game. Yeah. Do you know what they do this every now and again, and I love it. I really love it. It's just a swing and a miss with some of the the, like the big character games. For me, for example, Super Mario Sunshine didn't hit it for me. Mm. I no, wasn't no. a massive fan. Yeah, it was a good idea. Let's try something different, but it didn't work. Was but, that the one where he's actually a plumber? Yeah. yeah well, he's got like a jet, like a water, water jet hose. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah. a hose, and it was it was weird. it was okay as a game, but it didn't feel like Mario, and it was a bit weird. And then you've got Super Mario Galaxy, which I thought was great. That's oh, an amazing game. Really, really good game. And then you've got Mickey. I mean, Mickey's there's been some swings, swings and misses, but Castle of Illusion was epic. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. It's one of those weird yeah. things where you almost, not quite, but almost adult kind of really dark theme. Mm. Mm. And it was 
brilliant, really, really good game. I'm quite excited that they're bringing it back, to be honest. Yeah. From what I saw, um, Epic Mickey was a similar sort of thing, wasn't it? It, it had quite dark... Yeah, it, it tried to go that direction, I think. I don't yeah. think it worked or not, though. No, it's, it's kind of all the colours been taken out of the world, and it's up to Mickey to uh, like fill it back in, basically, with his paintbrush, his magical paintbrush. Weird, weirdly enough, that was a similar kind of theme to Mario Sunshine as well. Yeah. Because there was that black shit everywhere, and he had to wash it off, yeah. didn't he? Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's my big news. <laughs> oh, Excellent. Up, Rich, you've got some uh, brilliant Rich. Zelda news, haven't you? Oh, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. I, <laughs> hey, I, well, wait, can, I, can I just interject? Yeah. Ross, yeah. Is there such a thing as brilliant Zelda news? Yes, there is. <laughs> this is fantastic. There is one thing. There is one thing that could be better than this Zelda news. And I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you after I said it. No, seriously, right? So the Matrix. They are making a direct <laughs> sequel. Right, so in Zelda news, that's pretty big anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah? Uh, because normally at the end of pretty much every Zelda... Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> at the end of every Zelda game, you will get your memory wiped. Well, saying, how long has Zelda been out? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's absolutely true. <laughs> but they're making what is supposedly a direct sequel to A Link to the Past, which is just... Who didn't own this? Me. Really? <gasps> I own it now. Oh, Me. God. I have never played a Zelda game. This is the original... Oh, it's it's dangerous out there. Here, take this. This is absolutely. This was one of the most epic games that I ever played, and it's you can't go back and play it now. It just wouldn't work. But this was proper like screen scrolling RPG adventure. Every time you went back to the previous screen, all the monsters reloaded again. But it was fantastic, and they're making a direct sequel to it. So they're not remaking it. They're making it a sequel. I'm not really sure how they're going to do that because the majority of their target audience is not going to know what the storyline to the original is. Mm. No. So I don't, I don't really know what, what direction. Unless they, unless they do previously on Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> previously on Zelda. I'm going to save you. Who are you? I'm Link. I'm going to wipe your memory. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be on the 3DS, but it's going to be developed directly by Nintendo. So I'm not farming this out to anybody. It's obviously too important to them. They're going to, they're taking hold of this firmly with both hands and they're going to run with it themselves. I'm yeah. hoping I don't have a 3DS, but I've got to say, I would strongly think about getting one for this game. I've oh. just bought a 3DS. Yeah, what'd you have think? You? What'd you there think you go. Yeah. My, my girlfriend and I, I don't know if you guys saw the pictures last <laughs> night, but fuck yeah. me, there is some scary fucking features. <laughs> oh, really? Is this the picture mode, is it? Yeah, face merge. Uh, did, you have, did you get the 3DS extra large or just a normal one? No, just the normal one. Yeah, Lewis is just normal. He's not extra large. <laughs> See, I had to sort of um, overcompensate a little, so I got the extra large. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me, because you're small penis, Zero. Sorry, yeah. it. No, and really? it's a black one too. Oh my god, <laughs> is it rubber? <laughs> right. Oh dear. I come down from that. Yeah, the only thing for me that would make that would be more exciting than that is a link to the past was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. The only thing that I love more than that was attaching Dizzy on the NES to it. Oof. Does anybody... Was it Dizzy Adventureland? Adventureland Dizzy. Yeah, that was it, right? And it wasn't a cartridge. It was like this weird thing that you had to attach to another cartridge. Right. Okay. Anybody else have this? So you... No. It was like... It wasn't... You couldn't plug it in on its own. You had to attach it to a different cartridge and you plugged it in. And depending on what cartridge you plugged into it, like, you got different bonuses and stuff. Not every cartridge did it. But certain cartridges gave you bonuses in Adventureland Dizzy, and um, Link to the Past was one. Oh, right. It was, a, it was a weird thing. But the only the only Zelda game that would make me more excited is Link's Awakening. 
The Super Nintendo one? No, the Game Boy version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, my neighbour used that to have was... it. I used to go around there and play it every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is something the kids miss out on nowadays. Because yeah. they don't share consoles anymore, do they? No. I used to swap consoles with my neighbours all the time. I used to swap consoles with people. I, I swapped my NES for a Game Gear. <laughs> like the best swap ever. Five million batteries. <laughs> that was quite well done. Yeah, that was really good. The guy was the guy who had it was like, oh, I've never played an NES before. Like, oh, right. Let's come up with a swap situation, shall we? <laughs> no, game Gear was great. So yeah, I, that's, that's I swapped my friend's younger brother. <laughs> his, I don't like where this is going, Lewis. Cube, his GameCube for a DVD player. Okay, right. Like... I nearly spat cider all over the screen. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I swapped my friend's younger brother yeah. for a small Filipino boy. You're on the wrong podcast. GameCube for a DVD player. Yeah, well done. GameCube for a DVD player. That's the best swap I've actually probably ever heard, actually. Yeah. Really? I loved my game. I've still got my GameCube. Am I no, the... no, no, no. What? He gave me a GameCube and I oh, gave him a DVD player. That's, yeah, you definitely then. won then. Oh, you won. You won big there. <laughs> GameCube huh? amazing games on it. I thought you were I thought you were slapping up the GameCube then. That was Nintendo when they were actually a, a console maker. Yeah. Oh, one right. of the best horror games ever released was on that one. Oh, God, that was such an amazing game. On Eternal what, Darkness. On what other game oh, will you be Louis playing? Your sanity bar will go down and you will, it, the whole game will appear to crash. And then suddenly you get the PlayStation loading screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, what's going on? What's happening here? Or where you saw your save file being deleted. Yeah. (laughs) Or you walking on the ceiling or something. And then suddenly... Oh, the glitches. So good. Oh, it's one of the best thought out games. No, I want to see that remade. Yeah, definitely. We definitely have to get that remade. After playing horror games all this week, I've genuinely got to say, there are not many AAA title horror games that are really very scary. But that scared the shit out of me. And only because it confused the hell out of me. Because I didn't I, could, I never knew what was going on. I never knew what was never trust anything. Yeah, exactly. Game. Brilliant game. <laughs> and it's just you randomly start walking down a corridor and start shrinking. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> or the, I played at one point where for 30 seconds my character just screamed. <laughs> oh, that freaked the fuck out of me. I was just playing. Like, no, like everything carried on as normal, but my character is just screaming. I had to put the pad down. I was like, I don't, I can't play this. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that was a brilliant game. But yeah, right. that, that's my Zelda news. I have some just, just announced. Well, not just announced. I've just read it on The Verge. <laughs> not, that I really, not that I really read The Verge that often, but apparently... Uh, Charles Schmidt and Christopher Orlando Torres are suing uh, if you don't know they're the creators of uh, Nyan Cat and Keyboard Cat are suing suing Warner Brothers because Keyboard Cat and Nyan Cat is featured in Scribblenauts what sort of cunts are they? (laughs) douchebags douchebags really? because because Nyan Cat is it's become its own entity now. Yeah. The same as Keyboard Cat. Did it, they copyright it? No, this is an important this is an important question because yeah, a lot uh, of, if they copyright if they copyright it right at the beginning, at the point they came that it came out and they realised that it was becoming popular, if they actually sealed it for themselves, yeah. then they've got a claim to it. The, the the industry can't have it both ways. Yeah, they can't the big companies can't protect themselves and go after the you know people that are pirating games or taking their their intellectual property and expect to be able to do it themselves. 
So I've got to say, as much as it might be a bit of a shitty move, if they have a right to that intellectual property, then they should go for it. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. But, I mean... It's scribble knots, man. You're supposed to be able to spin fucking everything. <laughs> oh, I understand. And it's like games like Works yeah. probably touched on so many different things, but people were like, oh, it's, but it's Worms. Yeah. So it's okay. But I, I don't know. Sometimes when it's a really big corporation and the little guy maybe isn't getting any money from it, if they'd have just approached them and said, look, we want to use them in this game. Yeah, yeah, money. yeah know, exactly. It's, it's I know. Three grand. It's yeah, kind of like the little, the little guy going after the big guy because you've got these meme creators who've gone after this big multinational company. But still, it's a fucking douchebag move. It, it is. I, I, on one hand, I agree. And on the other hand, I think, you know what? Yeah, the little guy does need to stand up for themselves every now and again. If there's a company that's making money mm. out of it and they're not get, seeing any of it and it was their creation, then... It doesn't matter whether it's Nyan Cat or... But it's fucking Scribblenauts. Exactly. <laughs> How much damage is that going to fucking thing do, you know? I've got a Nyan Cat just goes... It's like, there you fucking go. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the argument. Realistically, how much money is it taking from them? They're not losing money, are they? No. No, actually, it's probably creating more advertisement for them in the first fucking place. Well, yeah, I don't know. I see both sides of this, so... Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. We're definitely being played out by Keyboard Cat in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Which in our um, we have a little uh, a running order. You've got some news about I don't really understand game developers pirates pirates oh. pirates what? Oh, they, oh this, this is beautiful. This, this story is absolutely is amazing, brilliant, and it's wrong in a couple of ways. And I want to bring this. Oh, up. this is fucking. A- <laughs> this is right. <laughs> right. This is so good. This is so bizarre. Right. 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 Hey, where I'm going with this is there's a there's a meme right right I oh, oh god so uh, exhibit yeah have you seen this meme I heard you like I heard <laughs> yo, you like so yeah yo dog yo, like, yeah yo, yo dog I heard you like pirating games so we put a pirated game in your pirated game so you can pirate games while you pirate games <laughs> so basically what has happened here is an indie developer has made a game um oh god now what was the name of the game I, I think it was game developer it was uh, game Pipe tycoon, tycoon. Yeah, it was. It was basically. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys remember uh, Cairo Soft or yeah, whatever game the name dev is. Story. Yeah, game dev story. Yeah. It's just a, a a development of that. Yeah, it was a great game. Game dev story was a really good game. They did a whole. Oh story. yeah, I loved it. They were really good games, but yeah. So pretty much, they brought out this game where you are a game developer and you build. You know, you you get premises. You you hire game developers. You write games. You get more developers. You get more money. Da, 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 da. So anyway, at the point they brought this game out, they realized it was probably going to be pirated. It was a pretty small game, and they knew that at some point somebody was going to pirate it. So instead, they jumped the gun. What they did was they brought out a crack for their own game. <laughs> So they basically made a crack for their own game, which replaced the main game executable and released it to torrent sites at the same, <laughs> on the same day that the game was released. And at the, this crack, what it basically does is it, it works perfectly well. You don't have to fanny around. You just replace this executable and off you go. But after a few hours of playing the game, you'll have released a couple of games and stuff like that. And suddenly you'll get a notification saying our latest game is being pirated yeah. and we're not making any money. And eventually in the game, your game development studio will lose more and more money due to piracy <laughs> and you will go bankrupt. Okay? So they've got now forum posts all over these torrent sites saying, this game's unplayable. What's going on? I, I can't get any further after, you know, week 14 or something. I, I'm getting people pirating my games. I can't make any money. I'm having to make layoffs. I'm, I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> and, uh, 
and I, I think it was supposed to be this like I don't know whether it was meant to be a social experiment or what. The only problem that I've got with it, and as great an idea as it was, and as, as amusing as it is to watch, I, I think they've hurt their own game. Because really, yeah, I genuinely yeah. do. I, I, I disagree. Oh, really? Were you at the at the end of the day? This this has been nothing more than a PR stunt. And well, well, yeah, all right, okay. Pe- people people have it, people have realised that oh, there's this awesome new game that you know uh, if you download the cracked version then uh it's all gonna go to shit yeah well yeah so people are then gonna go and download the crack version so their game could go to shit as opposed to buying the real version the problem is you're gonna have people on metacritic and all over the place that are basically complaining this game is broken due to a fundamental flaw that is only introduced when you don't pay for it I just think that the problem, there's a lot of word of mouth, and I think with piracy, the upsides of piracy get downplayed by the big companies, but there are upsides to piracy. Not a lot, <laughs> but there are the upsides. There are the mm. people that will pirate a game and then speak to their friends, I just played Bioshock Infinite, yeah? They're not going to tell their friends that they pirated it. They're just going to say, I just played this game, it was brilliant, it was really good fun. And then yeah. a couple of their friends are going to end up going out and buying it. I mean, they might not be that literate in IT, they might not know where to go to download these games, yeah. but they are going to go out and buy them because they've got Xbox or whatever they've got and it's not chipped, they're going to buy the game. So there's word of mouth stuff going on. If yeah, all you hear... your nose off for the sake of your face. Well, pirates, pirates, so shit. It doesn't... The biggest issue that I've got with the way that they've done it is they haven't made it clear that the reason that this is happening is because you pirated the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's integrated into the game in such a way that it's totally transparent. It seems like it's part of the game. Is, it seems like everything is going well. Everything is is working the way that it was intended to, and they're going to end up with getting bad bad publicity to what in, really is a very good game. Mm. That's yeah. that's my only concern with it. I just think that the, possibly they're hurting their brand by not making it clear <clears throat> that the reason that this is happening is that there is, is that. You've pirated the game. You've downloaded this illegally, and now you're being hurt for it. See, I, yeah. I disagree. I think the main reason that they did this, and they've happily said, you know, they've come out. This was a PR stunt. This was raising awareness for these indie game developers. Now, if you look at the the sale figures on this, on the first day alone, it was three thousand plus had taken a pirate game, when it was only two hundred plus had bought it. Yeah, so that's three thousand versus two hundred. Yeah. Now, yeah, okay, you look at all these sites going, I can't get anywhere, people are pirating my games. It's all the little irony thing. Mm. But now that Greenhouse has come out and says, here's your reason, everyone's been caught out. Yeah, yeah, and- no, I do agree, I do agree. And as a PR point of view, now people are kind of thinking, oh, I've never heard of this game. Personally, I hadn't heard of this game. Before the news story, I didn't even know it existed. So no, now it's, same here. Now yeah, it's same on here. my radar... Yeah, and people are talking about it. There's a possibility I'm going to give it a shot. So from that point of view, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. But I just can't help but think that there's now 3,000 people that have got a bit of taste in their mouth because of this game. Mm. And <laughs> Seriously, no. at that point, their gaming criticism doesn't count worth of shit. No, it doesn't. But And I would understand that, apart from the fact that they, they think that this, this is happening as part of the game. They don't think that this is this is happening because they pirated it. If it was then more clear, fucking retarded and <laughs> back of the bus. <laughs> okay, we're not going to agree on this. I just think, <laughs> yeah, I just think that they, if they'd have made it clearer, if it had popped up and said this, you know, after a couple of times and after your company's been hit pretty hard, uh, you know, in the game by by this whole piracy thing, if it popped up and said, you know, the reason that this is happening is that you pirated our game. 
Yeah, the last four weeks of, of in-game gameplay have been because we wanted to highlight to you how badly this is hurting us as a company. Please you consider, yeah, you fucker. Please consider buying our game. And had a button there that, that gave you the option to buy the game. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, and correct your game. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And remove that, the downsides. That, that would be a sound idea. If they did that, I think the conversion from pirates to sales would be quite higher. So yeah, I'll grant you that. that that's what I'm getting at. I just, I don't. I'm not saying that I agree with the pirates. I'm just saying that they they shouldn't have made it so transparent it just looks like a flaw in the game rather than them taking a stand i can yeah, i can understand I why people pirate full price games maybe you can't afford it but it's 5.99 fuck's sake don't buy it cheap ross, bastards ross what? you just sent me a fucking message on skype to say top three in a minute and now you're chiming in yeah that's what yeah. i wanted to say it's 5.99 cheap right. bastards go and buy it Welcome back. We are talking about the most ridiculous combat weapons in video games. This is our regular feature, the top three. As Rich won last week, he is going to be scoring. Incidentally, he also picked this topic. So, Ciro, do you want to start us off with your top three ridiculous weapons and why? Right, I kind of got caught a little off guard this week, so unfortunately I'm my number one choice, I'm going to steal from Rich from last week, which is the Dagger of Time. Oh, how is this ridiculous, though? You is... can reverse time if you fuck up. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like, ah, oh, see, I should, I should have given you scoring criteria or something. Does he use it to stab people as well? Is that something that he does? See, that's where I think I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and then what he can do is he can go back in time and stab him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I like to see the look in your eyes. Stab. <laughs> it's happening again. Wallop. Also known as the Glasgow dagger. <laughs> what? <laughs> Multiple stab. Is that what it is? Yeah. Just oh. you could you could stab them. At, sorry, Sarah, if you're from Glasgow, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm more Edinburgh, so it's not too. Oh bad. yeah, those Glasgow fuckers. Oh, that that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if you're from Glasgow, you bastards. Uh, we'll cut that out. You have more fun at a Glasgow funeral <laughs> than an Edinburgh wedding. Actually, to be, to be to be honest, when I went to Glasgow, I had a fucking good time. So. We'll balance that out. This is it. We'll balance that out because he doesn't want to get stabbed next time he goes. This is very true. Well, I like your first choice, Sarah. What's your second choice? Second choice, I've got to go for the old Doom classic of the BFG. Oh yeah, big that, fucking gun. It is ridiculous, mostly because of the name. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And the last, well, I'm not don't need to expand on that one too much, Phil. And last one, I kind of feel is the Needler from Halo. Now, oh yeah, that's a good. Oh one. yeah, I never really thought about that. Actually, that's a good choice. That's a stupid gun. Not only does it home in on you, it sticks in you. And then by the time you look down, and go, oh fuck, it explodes. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's multiple insults there. So I've got that's going to be math for you. The Needler. <laughs> The dagger of time and the big fucking gun. That surprised me. I didn't see that coming. That was a good choice. Good. It's not one of my choices, but sticky grenades. I've never fucking understood sticky grenades in any game. I always get them stuck to doorways around me and end up killing myself. I don't understand why they don't stick to your hand. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a poor design choice. I wouldn't want to pull one of them out. No. That's what she said. Well, yeah. If it's <laughs> sticky already, then you're, then you're past, the, past the point of no return, aren't you? <laughs> right, let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, Ross, what are your three, man? Okay, um, well, the Lancer rifle from Gears of War. With the, oh, the, that, chain, the chainsaw with one. The chainsaw, yeah. Is that not ripped out of uh, Warhammer? I, I, I don't no, know. No. I don't play Warhammer. No, so. Ra- 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 Warhammer, they've got 
the chainsaw. He's got like a sword that is a chainsaw, and then they oh, have right, okay. guns, yeah. a gun separately. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Pretty I've ridiculous got a because it's just like what what's wrong with a bayonet at that point? Yeah, exactly. Surely a chainsaw is just going to take longer, yeah. and they've got to rev it up as well. It's just it's a cumbersome weapon. It takes it's silly. Uh, to be fair, is it not just a motorized version of Squall's gunblade? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Let's not start on Final Fantasy. Let, 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 no, but, hang on, road. hang on. I'm going to nip it in the bud there. Let's not get you started on that. Ross, <laughs> carry on. Oh, thanks. Uh, my second one is the flail gun. Has anyone played Bulletstorm? I love Bulletstorm. Woo, oh, bullet- it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I love I love Bulletstorm. So it's oh. it's two grenades strung together by a chain. You can tie yep. people together with them and, yep. and uh, kick them into a group of other bad guys. Activating the uh, the gangbang skill shot. It reminds, not, reminds not, me of the. What's the like about it? It's amazing. No, it's great. It's a great game. It to be is. honest, it's got some ridiculous shit that goes on in that, that game anyway. But that's a Bullet great. Storm game. is what Duke Nukem should have been. It yeah. absolutely is, and even he should have been the voice. Yeah. The guy, yes. the main character, is he is the new Duke Nukem. He is the direction they should have gone with Duke Nukem. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah. All like, they are rumored to be making a sequel. Oh, Jesus, I really hope so. I, I love really that game. Really hope so. I hate Gears of War, but I absolutely because it Bulletstorm is basically the same game, but with a different skin. It, it's it, from, it from takes what, itself from less seriously, isn't it? Yeah, uh, which is what I prefer over Bulletstorm. It plays. It plays very differently. General Serrano just has the <laughs> <laughs> it's some of the best lines uh, ever. <laughs> You can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> um, uh, my third choice, uh, the Penetrator from Saints Row Three. Anyone, which one was that? That is the giant purple dildo with a right handle then. that you can just slap people around with. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. no, I know. I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so that's it, my three. Is that not slightly ripped off from GTA? Because that well, was lockstock. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, all lockstock. <laughs> Initially, but yeah, uh, that was one of the uh, secret weapons you could get from the police station, I believe, from oh, one was of it? the GTA games. Yeah, I don't remember that. One, of the, I think it was GTA Three, the the first three D game, mm. basically. Interestingly, also the name of the porno ripoff of uh, the Terminator. Yeah, you, you get points for that as well. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lewis, what are your three? Uh, my three are kind of well, they're all right. Um, <laughs> The drill bucket, the drill bucket from Dead Rising. <laughs> yeah. The drill bucket. Oh, that's a great weapon. To that be fair, <coughs> stupid. I had a list of uh, weapons from the Dead Rising game because uh, I. It's difficult to choose from them. Yeah, it's to be the, honest. The, the paddle saw is another. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, so for, the, for people who haven't played the game, because Dead Rising is a bit of an acquired taste, yeah. this is basically a bucket that you attach three drills to. So the drills are on the outside and the drill bit is in the inside and you put it on the head of a zombie. Yep. And it's a one-use weapon. Yeah, it's the least effective weapon in the entire world. <laughs> you've got to, and you've got to like make it. You've got to craft this thing on a, on a table. You've got to get loads of parts and put them together to make this thing. And you put it on the head of one zombie while 5,000 other zombies are trying to chew off your legs <laughs> and you watch that one zombie flail in agony as its head gets minced. So yeah, not very yeah. effective, but hilarious. Yeah, uh, my favourite from Dead Rising has to be the moose head, though. Just charging a yeah, moose head. In a moose head. <laughs> See, I always like the rotivator. Which one was, was that? That was, was that the sledgehammer and axe. No, no, that was a, from the first game. It was just a rotivator where you, you basically you push you, it along. 
Yeah, no, you like slam it into a zombie and oh, it yeah. picks the zombie up and the zombie spins around. <laughs> oh yeah. Into other zombies, killing them with the flailing zombie that you picked up. You're killing right. zombies with a zombie. Brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, my Just going back to the exhibit voice. thing again. Killing <laughs> 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 zombies. So we put a zombie on your weapon so you can kill zombies with a zombie. <clears throat> right, right. Uh, my second choice is the rocket launcher from Fallout 3. Rocket launcher. Rock it launcher, where you basically just fill it with shite and <laughs> yeah, you use it as a, ro- a, a normal rocket launcher. So you yeah. pro- you can propel a teddy bear at someone, <laughs> and of course, absolutely, it's like a thunderbolt with explosives. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my third one is the yellow snowball <laughs> from from the South Park game <laughs> on the PS One. <laughs> that, is, that is going back a while. I couldn't remember if it was a thing, so I had to download an emulator and the game to test yeah. on my. Would you like to point out that you own this game already? Uh, yes. No, I do actually own the South Park game. This is uh, my station's broken. This is my station's broken. And don't condone piracy here. No. Player two. No. Piracy is bad. Yeah. And it will bankrupt you. Yeah, you go bankrupt and you can't play the game anymore and you've got no yellow snowballs left. Piracy funds terrorism. I've I've seen that advert. Have you seen that as well? Yeah. Don't be a terrorist by being a pirate. No, that's absolutely true. And if those of you who know me in real life know that I am not a pirate. Anyway. He hasn't got a hat or a parrot. He's got a peg leg. Oh, has he? (laughs) That's not a pig like me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Right, okay, we're kind of moving away from this. Um yeah, and that's my 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 three weapons. Jesus, there's some good ones there. And Rich gets scoring that bad boy. Oh man. Also, I think there should be a special mention for um the Flame for a dog. <laughs> that was Rich. a good one, but that wasn't actually in a game, so what about the dog silencer in Postal 2? Postal 2, you can't take anything from Postal 2 because it was shite. <laughs> a special mention for the weapon from Bioshock Infinite. I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah, the, the arm blender. Skyline. The oh, arm blender. Skyhawk thing. The arm blender. Yeah, it does look pretty gruesome. Yeah. You would have also got points for, and it was mentioned, the gun blade from Final Fantasy VIII was a stupid weapon. Yeah. Stupid weapon. I'm going to stab you with this sword, this massive sword that is basically the side of a sharpened school bus. <laughs> but while I'm stabbing you with it, I'm going to shoot you with it as well. What a stupid weapon that was. Anyway, so there's some good, there's some good ones there. The rocket launcher. Oh dear. See the drill bucket on its own has nearly has nearly got this pegged. The winner is Ross. Yes. What? Finally, what? 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 No, it's Ross. It's got to be Ross. I'm sorry. The penetrator is such a stupid weapon <laughs> that it's way up there. But I've got to say, the flail gun from Bulletstorm is one of the most ridiculous weapons, the most ineffective in real-life weapons that you will ever see. Yeah, But it's so much fun in the game. That gets points simply because not only is it ridiculous, but it's hilarious and effective and almost made that game. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. but have you ever wielded a double-ended dildo? Those things can <laughs> fucking crack a shot, mate. No, this is it. He's got the penetrator. He's got the he's got the the lancer. That that wasn't your best choice. I've got to say, no. it was. It's a bit of a ridiculous weapon. It's a low key gunblade. But, uh, but the yellow snowballs top that. I've got to say. <laughs> what? Uh, but zero. Sorry, your uh, your choices were a bit shite this week. Fuck. 
<laughs> so Ross, you win this. You got to pick it for next week. So I hope you get something good, and we'll all we'll try and top it. Excellent. Yeah, and you have to score next week as well. We do. Hadouken! For the last couple of episodes, we have basically scheduled that we're going to talk about games that we want to see. Uh, this kind of started with Rich talking about a game he wanted to see uh, in the future, um, and we are actually going to have a discussion about the games that we <laughs> we want to see and we're looking forward to. Yeah, we never got round to it. We talk too <laughs> no, much shit most of the time and it just gets skipped over. It's just because we waffle too much bollocks. Yes. Yeah. Wait. Not me. I'm I'm normally on point. That sounds like of course. <laughs> like a European sex move. I'm not privy to this. <laughs> waffle. Waffle too much bollocks, like a... <laughs> what? That sounds painful, I'm being totally honest. Sounds amazing. What? Would <laughs> like, that be like an over-enthusiastic fluffer or something? Oh, God, I don't know. Over-enthusiastic? What, like, you're done, that's it, go home. No, no, like, you know what a fluffer is, right? It'd just yeah. be on going at it. No, no, we know you're hard, but we're not done with you yet. <laughs> What's this all about? Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about games that we'd like to see. <laughs> Right, okay. Right. Um, Ciro, let's start with you. We haven't started with you for a little while, so... No, but we will finish with you. That's because you're racist. What? <laughs> Don't know if I'm really <laughs> Now, I've got the a few titles are coming out soon that I'm really excited about. You know, you've got most of them coming out in 2014, so it's a little bit far away, which is Watch Dogs and The Last of Us. Oh, bit... yes. They both, both are the... immense games. Yeah, both on PS3, so it's, Annoying. you know, I'll finally turn that console on for more reasons than just Netflix for once, but <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried about Watch Dogs. Yeah, it so seems too good. It seems like they may have shown us everything that they've got to offer already. That's, yeah, that's what I'm really worried yeah. about. You know? They've basically shot their wad. Yeah, that's it, and that's it, they're out now. They're going to need at least 10 minutes to cool down. Yeah. And, you know, if it is like they said, and you get the little mission parameters, and you can do all these fantastic things, that is going to be the game of the year, twenty fourteen, without a doubt. I'm just worried that, like you said, it's, they've shown everything, and it's going to be so limited to what they showed that there's going to be nothing else for it. I've got to be totally honest. I think that I would be more worried that they've gone too much in an action direction with it. There are there are things that you could do with this that are massive. That like espionage and spy kind of things i could spend hours and hours on a game like this just listening to random people's phone calls to try, yes. and, try and extort money out of them or loads into of, their bank accounts yeah. looking at their profiles exactly there are to a really fine individual level looking at everything that they've been doing and and like whatever you want to do with it i'm just concerned that to push the pace along a little bit they've, they've given it an action game element that possibly it didn't want and a, a, a massive cityscape element that will detract from the beautifulness of, of hacking everything that you can see in the city. I don't know. I just wonder whether they've gone too big and possibly too fast. And I've got to say that I've got one more game that is making me quite nervous because this is a game that got me into gaming in the first place. The very first game that I sat down and I got, you know, that squeaky bum moment where your <laughs> butt cheeks were clenched tight, you could lift the fucking stool up by standing. <laughs> and that was Thief. Oh. I loved 
the original Thief. It was, know it was, there was way too many zombies in it and it had its flaws. Uh, Nothing scared the shit out of me more than hugging that shadow as the guards were walking past. <laughs> there hadn't oh, been yeah. anything like it at the time, though, had there? A shadow, no. a shadow-hugging game like that, especially first person. That, that, was, that was completely that was, new. And it was the first, I think it was one of the first with the surround sound element, and it just, that game caused more paranoia for me at that age than almost all the horrors that were on the market at that point, because it was so tense to sneak yeah. into these buildings. That game and changed my perception of first person games completely. And that was it for me. Now, they're re-releasing it in a new modern version, and I'm just hoping it's going to stand up to the time, because, you know, the... The people developing it have played Dishonored and says, you know, Dishonored took a lot of that from our ideas. Yeah, I was. And th- this is what I was going to bring up. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm not looking forward to all these in- ignorant wankers that are going to go, <laughs> oh, they stole it from Dishonored. They stole that from Dishonored. Well, people will know, won't they? No, sure. not really, because you've got to go back. Thief was quite well back in its time, even yeah. though Deadly Shadows was out in the Xbox, the X block. Yeah, um, it, there was so much difference, and people will t- say it's all come from Dishonored. Now, I don't mind that if it comes from anywhere. Just I don't want, it, like Lewis said, them to go, "Oh, it's just a ripoff of Dishonored with bow and arrow." Do you know what? Let's not bother what people think. Let's just concern ourselves with whether it's a good game or not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We are. We are. So, Deadly Shadows for me wasn't the sequel that it should have been. No, I'll I, I'll happily agree with that. I didn't enjoy. It. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first game. I had high hopes for it, and it just didn't pull it off. But I've got to say, in not in exactly the same strain, but Deus Ex managed it. That's true. And mm. that was an excellent game. Human Revolution was an excellent game by any standards. I so it off after fifteen minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I I still have it somewhere um i think i might be using it for a coaster <laughs> oh my God. yeah yeah the other day you bought duke nukem <laughs> right let's not go on to that let's ignore that yes i did buy duke nukem no, oh, i have got this x and i did turn it off after about 15 minutes i just i didn't did you want i didn't original game no i didn't give it a chance but I also didn't get into it, so that might be it. I played the original game. I played both the original games. I didn't like the sequel. It was it was another thing that was similar to Thief. I didn't like the sequel. I didn't enjoy the second Deus Ex game. But Human Revolution for me was exactly that. It was a revolution in the way that Deus Ex could have been, should have been, and it was absolutely brilliant. The people that made it obviously loved the source material. Obviously wanted to make something that was going to last, and it was for me a great game. So I'm hoping that they can manage the same thing with Thief. Well, that's it. You know, you've got it's Square Enix are developing it, so you know they did a really good job on the new Hitman Absolution. So there's some hope, but I just, it's just I'm so emotionally attached to that game. I just don't want them to fuck up like they did Alone in the Dark. That's yeah. my worry. It's not going to take your enjoyment from the original game. You'll always I, have that. I will. I always have that, but I just don't want to tarnish the name because I always have Alone in the Dark, the original one, way yeah. back in 1986 or whatever it was. Yeah, but. You know, you say Alone in the Dark now, people are thinking that Inferno, the new Nightmare, and all the other shitty releases, so mm. I just don't want the thief name to get tarnished. This is the thing, we hope. We play games years and years ago, and we loved them. We think this generation of gamers, they're never going get, to get to experience them. They're never going to see the amazingness that was this game. But we hope that when they're re-releasing something like this, that it's really going to hit home, just so that the new generation of gamers can see how brilliant this game was when we used to play it. Hmm. Yeah. We also want to talk uh, about um, 
what games we want to see. Yes, coming up. Well, in the future. See, the game I'd love to see is even looking back at. I know we talked about Thief a lot. I'd love a two-player cooperative version of that, where you're you're signing up with your teammate, like two to four people, and you're told you need to break into this house. You've not got very many weapons, if weapons at all, and you're stealthing into that house, and you're all trying to do that stealth element of hiding. Everybody's got squeaky bum moments as we're hiding on window ledges and corridor shadows. For me, that's a game I'd love to see. That'd be pretty good. If they could work mm. it out, it'd be a very difficult thing to do. But if they could do it with no weapons, then great. But with four people in a game like that, surely you just kill everybody. Well, I have to do it with no weapons, but if you played um, Splinter Cell Double Agent... Yes, I was going to mention multi- this. Yeah, the multiplayer on that was um, first-person shooters versus third-person spies yeah that was executed amazingly and one of the most underrated multiplayer games i will put out there i absolutely love that game excellent that sounds good rich what are you looking forward to well i've already spoken about the couple of games well deadpool is a game that i'm really looking hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply looking forward to I'm, I'm quite excited about that another game that i've got written down that i was really looking forward to but it came out yesterday is blood dragon Woo! blood dragon <laughs> yeah you bastard <laughs> i don't know if you want, do you want me to talk about blood dragon i mean i, I was going to talk about it as i was looking forward to it, but it's obviously now out and i played it so i don't know if you want me to talk about how it is now that it's come out or whether we're just going to skim over it and let people enjoy it for themselves um yeah you can talk about it if you want i'm gonna i'm gonna do this in brief because it's not a massive game it's not uh, have you seen the trailers and everything for blood dragon have you seen um the, the kind of vhs scan lines and the the crazy yeah. pink neon it's, theme that it's got going on to it from what i played last night i mean i, I only played about 45 minutes but it, it's played it's done brilliantly well just the hot it has the whole 80s theme behind it yeah um and yeah i 
it's it's done brilliantly. It really, it really is. The, the, the thing is, that's it. I mean, if you've seen the trailers and you've seen the kind of the, the Michael Bean that that kind of thing that he's bringing to it, and the writing and everything else, that's it. That's the game. That is what you're going to get if you're expecting that kind of stuff. That yeah. that is what you're going to get. I've got to say, as brilliant as it is, and my excitement after the first probably hour and a half of this game was at a high. There are problems with it. And it's it's purely from a technical point of view, rather than a, there's a couple of a couple of issues that I've got. There's there's a great they have this great kind of eighties eight bit FMV things that are going on in the game. They're voiced rather than having text underneath them, but they're they're stupid and racist and sexist and hilarious and the story. Is this like the, the bit at the beginning uh, when they just before you? you're shooting from the helicopter yeah so you... but all the way through it keeps going and they keep oh, right, all the, okay. through the game so instead of like with with fallout uh with far cry 3 sorry with far cry 3 you had like in-game uh cutscenes where you would mm-hmm. walk up to somebody you'd have a conversation there's none of that in this in blood dragon it cuts out completely you get like a little fuzzy thing on your screen and it cuts into a couple of people um having a conversation with like a kind of 8-bit 2d uh fmv going on and it's great and it's hilarious the first three or four times it happens and after that they're quite long and as we were talking in the previous podcast about how fmvs will completely interrupt your gameplay Mm. and take everything from you and i wanted to watch these things so i will just stop i won't try and skip them or anything i presume they are skippable but it i've got to say when you're playing far cry 3 it's not too bad because it's, it feels like it's flowing and your yeah. character will, will talk to the people and you see his hands moving and they'll talk back to you and all the rest of it. When it completely cuts off and you get like a 2D FMV, it cuts out a little bit. And the first few times it happens, it's hilarious and the dialogue is brilliant and the, the, the mick taking that they do is fantastic. The names are ridiculous. It is really good. But after a few times, you can't help but think, well, let me play the game now. I don't yeah. need to see this anymore. This novelty value of this game is gone. I'm, yeah. I'm done with that part. Let's move on. Let's do something else. The other problem is there's real bad scaling issues in it. Like um, every time you take an outpost, so you, there'll be these big neon red outposts that you've got to take. And if you take them, they become green. So there's, there's neon green outposts in the world and there's neon red outposts in the world. And you go and take the outposts and, and that's it. And it's a very small island compared to Far Cry 3, the original game. But... Um, Every time you take an outpost, you get given a mission or two missions. One of them is to go and rescue a scientist that's been kidnapped. And the other one is going to be to go and kill a monster, a specific monster with a specific type of weapon. So off you go, you kill this monster. So you've got to kill this type of monster with a sniper rifle. There we go, I've killed it, and you get an upgrade that, that unlocks. The other ones, the rescue missions, are so buggy. I've done four of them now, and two of them bugged right out to the point where I couldn't even complete them. I had to completely glitch around it. But like you've got to go and save this scientist and right at the beginning of the game you've got no way of taking out these heavies you know in in far cry 3 you had these heavy guys and later on into the game after oh, yeah. you've leveled up a few times you've got this heavy takedown ability mm-hmm. we stab in the back of the head and wiggle it around a bit until the, the spine separates but you don't have that at the beginning of the game and almost every scientist that you go to rescue early on in the game are in like a compound and right at the door to this compound is one of these heavies and if you make any noise or get noticed, somebody shoots the scientist. And that's it, game over. And it, it loads you back up to a previous point. And it, I, I've kept redoing these things over and over again because I've got no way of sneaking past 
or taking out this heavy guy while I'm on this mission because I haven't leveled up high enough to get this heavy takedown skill. And I was getting quite pissed off with it, if I'm being totally honest. If you haven't played Far Cry 3 as well, I've got to be, it doesn't give you much in the way of introduction. It doesn't, no, no. it gives you a really hilarious tutorial at the beginning of the game that gives you the basics of what you're meant to be doing. So, you know, I found that patronizing. It, but it well, was it was kind of meant to be. They made a joke out of it, but it, yeah, they took it too far. It became I found too annoying. It annoy, annoyingly patronizing. Like it wasn't. It, <laughs> it really was. It, I know being patronizing it is an irritating anyway. But yeah, I found that really, really irritating. It actually. was. It took it too far. They thought yeah. it was a joke, and at the point that the joke wasn't funny anymore, they kept going for another hundred percent. They yeah. they they ran it too long. It basically it, did a Family Guy. There's a lot of that. yeah. There's a lot of that in this game, but reeling back, let's get back to the core of this. This is a great game that is based on Far Cry Three. That was a brilliant game anyway. Where somebody at Ubisoft has gone, let's go nuts. Let's give people more content. Let's give people more of what they loved in Far Cry Three, but let's make it nuts and crazy and have Michael Bean as an absolutely brilliant character that is giving people the finger and spewing out lines straight from 80s action films. Yeah. It is, it's a great game. At the core of it, it is a great game. You've got to get over a couple of foibles, but it's a great game. I've just rented uh, Far Cry 3 for the week, and I've literally spent three hours yesterday just hunting, just walking around yeah. with a bow and arrow, just hunting animals. There's none of that in this. They take that straight out. Ah, uh, okay. You do kill animals, but pretty much you get money from them. I don't know how that makes any sense, but you do. <laughs> <laughs> They've got cash, they've got wallets. It's okay. Get Blood Dragon. It's a good game. It's very cheap. It's a continuation of Far Cry 3 in a ridiculous way. Yeah. It is, it is brilliant. Don't, don't be too critical of it, but for what it is, cracking game. Really, really enjoying it. Okay, cool. Uh, what about games cool. that you'd like to see? So, yeah, a game, a game that I would love to see, but I don't think it's ever going to happen, is a Fallout MMO. Yeah, I, t- I think out of the four of us, three of us have put games that we would like to see as a fallout game that are based off uh, off the fallout universe yeah, yeah basically it's the, the whole post-apocalyptic thing is the reason that it's great the reason that it's fantastic is because it's effectively a modern wild west yeah new yeah. frontier mm-hmm. weird wild west yeah that you get to carve out for yourself and there's, there's wacky like stuff going on and people have been irradiated and it's all a bit scary but that's that's the core of it it's a wild west it's a new frontier and everybody gets to go out and carve their own land out and that's what i'd like to see in an mmo i wouldn't want just a carbon copy mmo go here kill 10 mushrooms or whatever the fuck it is yeah i would want a proper open wasteland that is literally empty you know you've got a few roving mutants and this that and the other but where you can go out and scavenge things and salvage parts of cars and build yourself a little shanty town and protect it. That's that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. I'm almost looking for kind of Daisy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say so, like a Daisy, but without the zombies and the rages. Yeah, but Day- do you really think that's going to be too far off? Because you know, with Bethesda working with the new Elder Scrolls Online, they've got the engine, they've got the capability now. Yeah. Maybe it can come up. Well. It, it, but I don't. The problem that they, I think the biggest issue that would hit a game like this is the market, because I'm looking for something that's proper survivalist. That is, this is a nuclear wasteland. Everything is all messed up. I, I want to be able to go out into the wasteland and carve out my own little area mm. and go right. This is mine. I'm going to build a little town, and people can come and join me, and we'll all build, you know, a, a fortification, and we'll all work together to make it better, and we'll build a well, and we'll protect ourselves but against. You're, you're seeing that, but all I'm thinking is like Professor 
they've they've done this. This is that, that's Skyrim Hearthfire. You know, build right. your house, get the scavenging materials. But how would it yeah, work an MMO? But, but an MMO equivalent of that, yeah. Yeah, so they've got the capabilities. It's just putting two of those games came together, really. Yeah, yeah, that is it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see that. That's, I think that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, it would be. That That's what Fallout is to me. It's right. not Bethesda. Yeah. Bethesda. <laughs> Listen up. This is the game that we want. Ready yeah. Player 2 requests it. Officially requests this game. Yeah, Fallout MMO. Survive. Now I know what. I, now I know one of Professor staff already listened to this, so please yeah. communicate this higher up, please. <laughs> yes. I know you're only the janitor, but push this up the chain. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's, it's no, not the janitor. Not. Oh, isn't it? No, she's not. Oh, wow. But yeah, no, that, that's what I'd love to see. That's, that's, that's my ideal. I don't know if you guys ever played um, Fallen Earth. No. Did you see no. this? This was an MMO. No, never played that one. It is an MMO. It's still, still going. I think it's free to play now. But Fallen Earth started touching on this kind of idea, but didn't, didn't take it far enough. And in the end, realistically... It wasn't a finished game, but Fallout, Fallout is is the, the the license to take this forwards and is the what I would love to see. That's what I'd love to play. That's what I'd love to see. I really need to, need that game. On the flip side of that, and it, this is another kind of very similar thing. But did anybody play um, Freelancer? No. No. Nobody. Seriously, zero. <laughs> Come on. Jump no, in. no. I, I've seen it, but my dad played it, not me. Did Lewis? What? How am I? You play, free... <laughs> you play freelancer, right? Um, yeah. No, you didn't. You're lying. I can tell. Sorry, I sort of switched off. Oh, thanks for that. Fuck you. I just put a dancing <laughs> man in the chat. That's why. Oh, free... right. Basically, freelancer. For, for those. Okay, look you... at him go. Oh my god! I'm just gonna stop talking now. You watch him. Look at him. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, shit, right. me just look. Right, so Freelancer was a space trading game right. that was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. This was years and years and years ago. But you could you could literally fly to a planet yeah. mm-hmm. several solar systems away, buy up a load of shit, whatever it was, whatever was going on that planet quite cheaply, fly somewhere else that you knew it was selling quite expensive and sell it all. And make a load of money. And that was just a part of the game. And there was a storyline to the game. And there was loads of stuff that was going on in the game. But it was effectively a really well put together space trading game. I would love to see that in the Firefly universe. Oh, I can agree. I don't know what the original game is. But anything with Firefly in, I'm buying. With the Firefly, with the whole kind of... With the the independence and the the big empire, that everything with that whole universe, a space trading game where you've got to try and fly under the radar because you're you're smuggling narcotics or whatever it is, will be brilliant. Mm. It doesn't even have to all be set on a spaceship. It can be it can be ma- massively land based, but that'd be great. And it doesn't have to be an MMO. But that's that's what I'd love to see. That's the mm. other thing I'd love to see. And it's again a very Wild West themed kind of thing. Yeah, that's um. That's a good, well, kind of a good point. I mean, I, what I would really, really love to see is talking about the uh, the Wild West is a Red Dead Redemption sequel. Well, mm. it's going to happen, though, isn't it? It's confirmed. Yes, yeah, it is confirmed. Yeah, it's one hundred percent confirmed for PlayStation Four. Yep, and it's John. Oh. Am I right in saying it's John Marston's son? Yep. Yeah, Jack. Yep. Jack. You take over at the Jack end of the Marston. game. Spoilers. 
Hope, hopefully they. Oh yeah, spoilers. By the way, <laughs> well, spoiler Claxon. This is this is the following on from what happened at the end of Redemption, isn't it? Yeah. I've not finished that one either. Oh, oh shit! Zero, come on, man. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin it, but John Marston dies. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> oh my god, we need an internal spoiler Claxon. Probably also does. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore dies. No! <laughs> right, the games I'm looking forward to. Pretty big games. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins. Yes. Although it's being made by a different studio, but having read um, Games Master's preview of it, it's it sounds like it's going to be just as good as um, Arkham City. If you hand over the engine and you hand over the formula yeah. to those games... You, if they fuck that up, they need to they need to just die. Yeah, they said yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be scoring pretty similar to the others. Yeah, and that's fine. Which, it better had, which is excellent. The the last two get, those Arkham games are amazing. Oh, brilliant! Just get a de- yeah. decent scriptwriter. Yeah, that that is a key point to those games. You've got the formula, you've got the combat, you've got everything about those games is great. Get a decent scriptwriter. Yeah. If, you, if yeah. you screw up the story in those games, you ruin the experience. Well, Arkham Arkham Origins is apparently set on uh, Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, Batman's had a fifty million pound uh, bounty placed on his head by uh, Black Mask. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so there's corrupt cops after him. There's all the gangs after him. Things there's like that. Seven assassins. Yeah, uh, is it Deadshot? Is anyone that's been confirmed so far? Yeah, the Deadshot's fantastic. He's also in Injustice as well. <laughs> yeah, but um, this is another one. They're bringing in a lot of characters nowadays that a lot of people won't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the they're not mainstream characters. It's not really a problem. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant that they're introducing these characters to people who don't read the comics and don't aren't involved in the universe. Yeah, it could be an issue with people that aren't uh, aren't fully invested would see black mask on the front and think, mm, I don't know who that is. If, whereas if it was the Joker, then they'd say, well, I know who that but is. But there's no there's no license possibilities for him here. They've got to keep pushing these these characters because Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool was a surprise success. I don't mm. think anybody really saw that coming. You keep pushing out these characters that that people don't necessarily know about, and every now and again you might hit on a hit, and you you know they've got a film that they can make a game. Yeah, there's right. loads of things that they can go from. Yeah, the other one I'm really looking forward to. Um, I love the Splinter Cell series. The last game was fantastic, Conviction. And um, again, can I just interject? Mm, oh come on, oh, man! Doing this, oh gee, you just Blacklist looks amazing. The last one was fantastic, and also, uh, Sarah, you mentioned earlier about Spies versus Mercs from um, Double Agent. That's been confirmed as being a multiplayer mode. Is that back? Yes. Okay, that game has now just reached my list. <laughs> Yeah, that's out on PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. Uh, oh, fantastic. That I'm going to be excited about now. Yeah. That's given me a reason to purchase it alone. Do people buy real games for the Wii U? What, as opposed to what? Fake games? <laughs> well, yeah, like, you've got these party games, and although, admittedly, they've sort of moved away from that with, like, Zombie U being a, a launch game, and I know I'm moving away Monster from... Hunter. Yeah, Don't forget Monster, Monster, Hunter. Monster they've, Hunter. They've drawn up now. I've got to be honest. I think that Nintendo may have accepted that drawing completely away from the more adult gaming genre was yeah. not necessarily the right way to go. No. I, I think that with the Wii U, they have partially accepted that we need to be drawing back in those guys that we alienated with our previous console. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I suppose that's kind of a, a step in the good direction. It is. It, it's 
bringing the adult gamers back in. Do both. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with games for kids. It's a great idea. Yeah. But my, my, my concern with it, my problem with it, was go, coming from the GameCube, which has some absolutely amazing titles on it, mm-hmm. straight to the Wii, where they suddenly kind of went, you, that we've loved for years and years and we've made serious games for and who has become a loyal fan of ours, you're not our target audience anymore. Yeah. yeah. So screw off and it was oh. it was kind of hurtful if i'm being totally honest and they, i think they may have reneged on that a little bit now they've kind of gone back in the other direction because monster hunter looks like a great game and they've got they certainly previously i know that people have had problems with nintendo license trying to make more adult games that have got blood and gore and stuff like that in them and i don't think that's as much of a problem with the wii u no no, no it doesn't seem to be that way it's it's but got what? the hardware behind it though hasn't it whereas the wii didn't actually have that I, th- the hardware. I think it was more of a of a message thing. I genuinely think that Nintendo really didn't want to become too gory. I think they really wanted to put themselves out there as a family console that everybody could get involved with, and the parents didn't need to be scared about games affecting their children. And I think, and that that was definitely what it was with the Wii. And I know that there yeah. were several games that had problems trying to get a license from Nintendo. Oh. Because they had blood and gore in their games, or even drugs or other things that that weren't necessarily something that young, you know, people wanted young children to play. And now they they've stepped back from it a bit, and they've gone. Do you know what? We can do both. I think that's great. Yeah, I, that's really yeah. good. I think the thing with the Wii U at the moment is, yeah, they've they've started opening the doors to a bit more adult content and a bit more, you know, modern sort of youth gaming from our sort of age period, but. I think they're still struggling with the pricing a lot in the online stores. They're still playing a bit of catch-up on the sort of online side of things. So I'm hoping for a good update and a good store coming soon. But at the moment, the games are coming through, but it's a little bit yet. Well, it's getting there. It's better than it was with the Wii. Yep, definitely. Hmm. Let's get back on topic. Um, Yes. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Lewis, what games are you looking forward to? I am looking... Right. As an adult male, <laughs> right? I, I don't like the way this is going already. I, I'm not sure that it's okay to admit this, but <laughs> I am very, very much looking forward to Disney Infinite. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It's a great idea. I've actually not heard of it. So, what's Disney Infinite then? So, imagine Skylanders. Yeah, wrapped yep. right up. Made with. Disney characters, but the level creation from Little Big Planet. Okay, I'm, oh, wow. I'm kind of enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. Um, actually, following mine and Ross's conversation with um, Dan, uh, which you can listen to on uh, the Player Two Talks. Little plug, self plug <laughs> there. Not there, yeah. A, me- a meta plug. Available from <laughs> iTunes. Um, available from iTunes, of course. Um, yeah. After talking to Dan about Skylanders, I really wasn't that bothered about it. But until we had that conversation, I, I'm i actually very much still considering getting it. And it just looks like that sort of... It brings a different level to that sort of game. And as Dan was saying, it has the different elements to it. So it has the gamer element where you can use the, the, the uh, figurines as... Uh, controllers, mm. but you can also have the figurines as figurines. So yeah, you, yeah, you they're, they're, collect, they're, they're collectibles. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it, I think Disney Infinite appeals to me more because it it has more um, 
recognizable character so it like it'll have jack sparrow it's got barboza uh just a couple of characters from pirates of the caribbean it's got mike and sully from um monsters inc, monsters inc. Mm. it's yeah. got the cars characters it's got toy story characters it's got uh jack skeleton from uh nightmare before christmas it, it's got these characters that you wouldn't necessarily see in a video game but they're all together. They're all but in they're one all place. There, and yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. interacting together. So you can have Buzz Lightyear riding... Um, uh, hang on, where are we going with this? Riding <laughs> Lightning McQueen from Cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Around a racetrack. Yeah, being towed by Mater or something like that. It's yeah. Zero, if you haven't seen this, pretty much what this is is... This is... Uh, so it's a game where you buy the game and you own the game and that's it, but you only get a certain number of characters in the game that you can play with. And it's like a really open game where there's like a kind of Sims-style building element to it where you can build like a, a, a play area, if you will. Okay. And then you take the characters that you've got and you put them in the play area and they can all interact with each other and you can uh, play one of them and your friends can play another one and, and stuff like that. This is uh, toy box mode, isn't it? Yeah, it's toy box yeah. mode, yeah. And then you can buy, so you go out, so you only get a certain amount of characters when you purchase the game. You can go out and you buy other characters, and you get a little model, a little character, caricature of that character, that Disney character. Yeah, like a statue you, miniature thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little miniature yeah. thing. And once you've bought that, it imports itself into the game, and then you can use that and all the other little toy box parts that come with that into the game. And they've really gone kind of a... Right, this is a this is a kids game. This is we're going to give them like if you if you've got the cars stuff like Lightning McQueen and Mater and the other cars, we're going to give you a load of elements like cones and roads and stuff like that that come with that kind of playset, and you can put them together in whatever way you want and drive around and do backflips and have fun. Oh, I did, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you got different level items with the different sets i, I believe that's had... how it's going to work yeah i don't think oh, that's right. pretty awesome it. yeah and then you, but then suddenly you can have jack sparrow in there <laughs> and, and yeah. buzz lightyear and they're all playing and it's it's meant to be more of a case of you're opening up a toy box like in your living room you've got a toy box and you've got all these like toys in there the random toys that don't necessarily go with each other and the kids are pulling them out and playing with them and it's mm. It looks like a really good idea for a game. And I'm a dad. And as, as a dad, this could be brilliant. I mean, you get your kids involved in the game. They know the characters. They want to play with them. They can just do whatever they want. There's no laid out, this is what you have to do with this. Yeah. You well, can... That makes Christmas yeah. and birthdays really easy. As yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. exactly it. But there's I mean, no laid out game. There's no, there's no right, here's a track, you've got to race around this. Or here's a level, you've got to jump over this. They it's... make their own level. They do whatever they want with it. Yeah, it's good for you. Uh, just putting words in your mouth. It's good for you because you get to play video games. You get to spend time with your kids. Yeah. And you can do basically whatever you want. Yeah, there is that. And it's not a bad thing. Imagination for kids is never a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, great. It, so, yeah. I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it as, as a grown up adult it not yeah it's one of the games that i'm most looking forward to this it year. looks like a great idea i'm amazed they've done it if i mean totally honest. yeah it's it's such a weird way to bring all the di different disney characters together but if they can pull it off it's great and it's not even a game yeah. even realistically a structured game it's one of those big no. sandbox things where you can just do whatever you want it do looks you have a release date for that yet uh the summer end of the summer fantastic 
Yeah, uh, July 26 rings the bell um, for some reason. Yeah, I'll have to look it up, but yeah. It's a good idea. Um, Go look it up. It is yeah, there. Has anyone up. mentioned uh, we now have a confirmed release date for Call of Duty Ghosts? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. Has we, a, well, <laughs> that, that's that then. Yeah, so, we don't even know what it is. Yeah, but that's another Call of Duty. What more do you expect? But how much are they pulling on people's heartstrings here? He's dead. He's dead. It's not him. Uh, it's a different guy. Dis- what? Dis- I haven't finished that. On the kitten. Disney Infinity is released on August the 20th in August Europe, nice. August the 18th in the rest of the world. Just before uh, ju- I was going to just say, <laughs> my birthday is August 26th, darling. August 23rd, baby. <laughs> Get over here! The last week, we've, uh, we, as you guys may know, we've been doing the Ready Player Two week of horror. This is following the announcement of the evil within the new Bethesda horror game that looks shit scary and I'm probably <laughs> not going to play. But Rich has been playing some indie horror games and recording his reactions, as we mentioned previously, that you can see on YouTube and on our website. Um we are just going to talk a little bit about how the horror genre, um, basically how, how well it's lasted and how it's adapted to survive um, going up against the, the indie games, going up against the AAA games um, in, the, in the games market. Mm. Uh, Rich, <laughs> you're the expert at the moment. Well, not really. I'm a little bit shaky, to be perfectly honest. After <laughs> this week, I'm, I'm shitting myself. I watched I watched Paranormal Activity four as well, which may not have been the, the best way to go. <laughs> no. Um, I decided that this week it was just going to be let's just scare myself quite a lot. So, I love I love horror games. I love the original like Resident Evils, Silent Hill, uh, Alone in the Dark. Brilliant games and. It, they scare me, and I enjoy them, so great. So I thought, loads of people have said, well, there's some brilliant indie horror games coming out, and there's, they've been around for a while, that are solely there to just scare you or creep you out. So I thought, well, let's give this a go. Let's, let's, let's try this out. And I recently played Dead Space 2, and it's a pretty scary game. Yeah, that, that creeped me out pretty badly. I went and played these indie games, and Jesus Christ, <laughs> these guys are messed up. These guys are wrong. From the videos these, that you made for them, yeah, the indie horror games seem a lot more psychological. Yeah, they are. Scares. They really are. Whereas Dead Space and Resident mm. are very more jump scares. There's a there's a yeah. there's a reason for that. I think the psychological kind of element can only last so long. You can't you can't make a full. 10 hours worth of gameplay based on that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can have a mix of the two, but if you're basing it on ridiculous creepiness, I mean, I can only stand that for so long. Some of these indie games, I I could play, I played them for about 45 minutes to half an hour, something like that. And it was just, I couldn't take anymore. (laughs) I really, really, I was so tensed up and you don't even realize until you stop playing the game, how tense you've been. Holding the mouse and keyboard, which is the one you played where it was set in the office. Uh, you started in your office. Uh, that oh was my one God, late that night. Fucking, oh, that looked that. fantastic. Oh Jesus! I I watched that in my office with headphones. <laughs> with, a full compliment in my office, and I I think I said to Ross on Facebook while I was watching it. I don't know if the heartbeat is my heartbeat, <laughs> yeah. or the heartbeat from the game. It was just it was. That. 
and you that was just playing it. That was a scary. <laughs> being there and being it. That's just you watching me playing yeah, it. See, that, that's the thing. It's, I watched the, it was the start of the office one and turned it off, and the other one with the post-it notes all over the wall. Yeah. Now, yeah. the reason I had to turn it off is because I was like, I've got to fucking play this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's that really it. it. So the, uh, the first one was um, was one late night, and that's when you're in the office. And the second one was don't look now. That was uh, it, yeah. Oh, geez. The, these things are, are, are literally made by people who really understand what, what scares people, really understand who, what triggers you to be afraid of something that's happening. And it's not being afraid of something that stood right in front of you it's mm. being afraid of something that isn't there yeah it's being afraid of the potential for something to happen and you don't even know and you watch the videos and it, all right it might be funny to see me shit myself but <laughs> it it's when you're actually there and you're playing and you're involved and you're immersed and you've got headphones on and it's late at night it you're so tense trying to play these games and they're brilliant they're absolutely great and i've got to urge people to go out break out of the mainstream play these indie games because these guys really understand what it is that scares you mm. and it's not a long lengthy game with a protracted storyline and, and everything else that's going on it is a short horror experience that will draw you into it without you even trying to be drawn into it yeah and will really creep you out to the point where I had to turn all the lights on. After I played Don't Look Now, I had to turn all the lights on. <laughs> See, I think you hit the nail on the head with these ended games. You, uh, they aren't, I wouldn't class as horror games, but it is a true horror experience. Yeah, and that's, yeah it is. was a, the best selling point for them. I, it was I, great. It was a really well thought out game, I mean, psychologically as well. I don't know if you, if you watched all the way through it, but it was based on somebody who was basically schizophrenic. And it was who was in a mental institution, and it was it was the stages that they went through of their disease, and it was profound to say. So, I I have to say I didn't actually get that. I favoured one late night over Don't Look Now because I, in terms of, in terms of gameplay, I think I, I'll agree with you. It, it was yeah. It was I, I, not only that, but I could kind of associate it more working in an office environment, and I, it, I just. Yeah, it proper shit me up. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you what, the day after I played that, I went into work and I was the first one in at 7am. <laughs> it's all dark and all the lights are off inside the office. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Fuck this, I don't like my job that much. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I didn't actually watch the end of it until I got home. Um, and I watched it on my Xbox and <laughs> with my girlfriend watching. And I absolutely shit my pants yeah. when, I, when you jumped. <laughs> because you jumped to shit your pants, which made me jump and shit my pants. So you're more scared of my reaction or the game itself? I, I don't know. It was. I think just... with the horror games, like I don't jump on horror games as much as I feel like I should. So it's I always get like a sort of the feeling when I'm with somebody else and they jump, I was vicariously scared yeah. from yeah. them, and mm. that's how I enjoy it because I can watch ninety percent horror films with. You know, the typical boom mic scares where they pop up in front of the screen and go, boo! Mm. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's no good for me. That's no, and I totally yeah. And it's I not, won't jump, but it doesn't bother me. But when I'm sitting with, like, my girlfriend, absolutely loves them. But she will rip the arm off the person sitting next to her in a <laughs> cinema yeah. with a boom mic scare. And yeah. hearing that person's scream because somebody else just touched them is fantastic. Yeah. And, that's what, and that's what I got when I was watching you play it. Because you're very, you're very vocal. You're very energetic <laughs> from your body style. 
very so very jump, animated yeah very animated so when you jump yeah we were all taken along with the ride that was been fantastic well good I'm, I'm glad the videos are good i've got to say the one thing that gets me with these games is uh, like you said there's two different types of of scare there's jump scare there's something's just jumped out and oh that shocked me that's a shock like a scare. like a a wife maybe yeah like a wife jumping around the corner and screaming at you while you're playing a game <laughs> Yeah, now she's got a thumbs up. Look at her. But the <laughs> and then, there's radio. The, then there's the being scared. There's the there's the genuinely being creeped out. And the games that get that right, or even the films that get that right, that creep you out to the point that you're constantly expecting something to happen, but it doesn't happen. And you're really scared, even though you know you're scared of the potential that something is gonna happen. And then when you least expect it, it does happen. Yeah. That's that's the right kind of scare for me. That that is yeah. the right kind of 100%. creeping you out, really dragging it out, really drawing you into it, and then not even scaring you in the right way. Like you'll turn around, and it's completely innocuous. There's no noise. There's no sudden kind of upbeat in the tempo. But there's a person stood there right in front of you, <laughs> and you are now shitting yourself. That's the kind of scare that, and then that's what these games did to me. And it's not something that I've experienced in the in the proper. I mean. I'm going to go into this. Resident Evil. We're drawing into the into the way that into the, the way that the AAA titles have survived yeah. in in the gaming industry, in the AAA gaming industry nowadays. Resident Evil wasn't surviving. It wasn't doing what it needed to do to make money. So they changed it. With Resident Evil 4, they brought out an entirely new formula that, from an action game point of view, was brilliant. I love Resident Evil 4. I think it was really really enjoyable, and especially on the Wii, where you could point at the screen, use your Wii remote to to aim at the the zombie. Well, the possessed people now that it was that's plagas yeah but it wasn't scary nope. that's the biggest thing it wasn't scary especially so that was Wii. an action horror not a survival horror it was but it had come from a survival horror background and yeah. from my point of view mm. resident evil 2 is still one of the scariest games i've ever played one of the creepiest and atmospheric games i've ever played along with silent hill they go hand in hand and a lot of that comes from the camera angles i mean it was fixed camera angles for a load of those games you didn't know what was going on half the time you walk around a corner you didn't know what to expect and the zombies took hundreds of bullets or knife stabs or whatever it was you couldn't just shoot them in the head and that was it it was over you know, you were genuinely scared for what was going on. And now they've changed the new formula. They're still good games. I mean, Resident Evil 4, I really enjoyed. 5, maybe not so much. But I haven't played 6. Yeah, I've played 6 this week. And it it's so far away from what Resident Evil 1 and 2 were. But I think that's the problem for me. Yeah, it's not scary anymore, like you say. It's an action... It's more like an action game. You just The yeah. zombies are just there as... Well, you played, when you played six this week, did you play all the different characters? Because I know the gameplay changes across them all. I literally played the first half an hour and was so disappointed Ross. with it. Of each of them, or Just in the, total? The first, yeah, in total. Because uh, apparently, like every, because I think you got a choice between three characters or something. Yeah. Each character has a different playstyle. There's um, Chris, which is very Gears of War actiony. Leon, which is very old school Resident Evil Two style, and I can't remember what the third one is. So, but it's the base of the game. This is the thing. It's all well and good them having different playstyles, but if the base of the game isn't intriguing you or scaring you or doing what you expected the game to do, you're not going to want to play it. It doesn't matter how yeah. many playstyles they've got. I th- mm. To be honest, I think Resident Evil has just lost its horror element. I think it's just it's lost its roots. Pe- pe- yeah, people just play it now because 
Oh yeah, it's Resident Evil. They play for nostalgic value, not because it's actually still a good game. I think I've got to agree with you there because I, I got Resident Evil Four on the GameCube, and it was a great game. That was fantastic. It really, yeah. really, really yeah. genuinely was a great game. Um, and then it came out on the Wii. I had a Wii at the time, and I bought it because I was thinking, well, I can point the screen like a gun game, and but I'm playing it like a genuine game. So it's not just mm. an on rails gun game. It's Resident Evil Four. The problem was that they didn't ramp up the difficulty, so on the <laughs> Wii it became way too easy. Far, far too easy because it was yeah, a really with the with the Las Plagas you could shoot them in the knee. If you shot them once in the knee, they fell to the floor, and then you just popped them in the head. Booted them in the head. Yeah, and that was it, and they were gone. So on the Wii, it became far too easy, and it wasn't a scary game. It wasn't a particularly scary game anyway. Oh. But uh, oh, yeah, we lost I, you then briefly. You lost me. Yeah, briefly. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, with, with the Las Plagas, you could shoot them. I mean, it was a it was a pretty scary game on the GameCube. On the Wii, it was it was too easy. It was you could laughable. Sh- it really was. You could shoot them in the knee; they'd fall over. You kick them in the head. That was it. it- now, I'll I'll go back. You talk about the GameCube version. Do you remember the section where you're trapped in the little cabin and they're just swarming in the doors? Yes, and, and the you're windows? blocking the doors up with like pushing. That was terrifying on the GameCube. It was a great. It was absolutely brilliant. That was but, a great addition like to the said, game. I played it on the Wii version. There was there was too nothing easy. to it. It was too easy. You didn't even need to block the windows. Yeah. You shoot them in the head as they're coming through the windows. So, I don't know. I think they've gone too far from their roots. They've gone too far from their grassroots. And I, It was really weird playing these indie games and versus really enjoying AAA horror games like, I don't know, Dead Space. Dead Space is probably the most recent example or something like this. Um, I think Alone in the Dark has lost it. Alone in the Dark oh, yeah. has, has, has lost its... I think probably after the last iteration, I'd be amazed if they get licensed to do it again. No, right. I, think that, I think that's dead. Resident we, Evil we, is... we have completely left out. I know the original was probably the best one, but Silent Hill. No, you, you're right. It's the same thing. I think the creepiness... The, these original games, especially on the first PlayStation, they weren't mm. action games. No, no, not at all. They were really uh, creepy, very slow-paced horror games. That's that's one of the things that I took from uh, one that we haven't actually mentioned that you played, um, Lone Survivor. Yeah. That was very, very... No, it wasn't very, very dull to watch. It was quite dull to watch, but I could imagine that actually playing it it was very intense. It was very intense. It was, and, and was quite concerned. a tense game to play. Yeah, I was concerned that it wasn't going to be a particularly entertaining video. But uh, that happens sometimes. Games, games are games. I mean, if you watch somebody playing Silent Hill, the original Silent Hill, it's not going to necessarily be the most entertaining video in the no. world. But it was a very, very creepy game. And it drew... But to me. be fair, you, your wife sorted that out. So. Yeah, yeah, she fixed that with her face. Um, Lone, Survivor, Lone Survivor was a creepy game. And it was, it was a creepy game because... There wasn't a lot going on the majority of the time, and you're kind of creeped out by the guy that you're playing, mm. which is a big thing. I think that's that's a really important big thing. Yeah, you, you're not entirely sure about the guy that you're playing because you're not playing yourself. You're not you in this game. You're this guy, and he has no idea what's going on. And the kind of stuff, the dialogue that he's spewing out doesn't make any sense. And you're which a little is... bit confused about him, let alone yeah. anything else that's going on. I mean, you kind of struck the uh, the parallel between that and Silent Hill. And actually, that's something that I picked up on because you could see that Silent Hill had that sort of dialogue where, you know, this guy is just talking bollocks and it doesn't make sense. But it's him. 
But it's him. Yeah, he's and he's he's obviously going through something he, that you're he, not aware he, of. He might be experiencing a severe mental breakdown. Yeah. Or he might actually be in a town that is occupied by fog and monsters. Yeah, but you don't know. And in, in the game, in Lone Survivor, you go into a house and you're walking around, there's zombies everywhere and weird things going on and you kind of creeps out the mm. entire time. And then you walk into a house and there's some guys just having a party and having a drink. And then you're not really sure. You're thrown off base. You don't really know what's happening. Is this, yeah. is this real? And what's happening outside not real? Is, you know, is this messed up and the guy's kind of confused? And then you mm. walk out and walk back in again and they're all dead. Did you kill them? And it... I think the guys that wrote the game, the guys that came up with the game, had the right idea. Keep, yeah. the, keep the player confused. Keep the, the guy who's playing the game on the edge of his seat because then whatever comes up, whatever pops out of the woodwork is going to scare you. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I just, I, I'm quite, look, even though I don't really like horror games, I'm quite looking forward to Among the Sleep. Oh, God, yes. This is brilliant. This is a great idea. Whoever came up with this... Among the Sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever came up with this is both sick and genius at the same time. You basically play as like a two or a three-year-old. Two-year-old child. And you... So you see everything from the child's perspective. So you walk up to a bed and it's at eye line as opposed to being like at knee line. Um, Yeah. So you uh, wake up in the middle of the night. I think that's kind of the perspective of this. You wake up in the middle of the night and you your door is open to your room and you, you're confused and you don't know what's going on. So out you go and you start walking around. And the game, to start with, is you walking around your house and a child's perspective of a scary, creepy night with, you know, there's lightning going on. It's a, it's a storm-filled night. And the question is, how much of this is the child's perspective and they're scared? And how much of it is yeah. something weird going on in this house? So is this basically the Courage the Cowardly Dog theory then? Have you ever heard that one? Uh, it is and it isn't because it's more messed up than that. Ooh. <laughs> it's it's yeah. more, they've definitely taken it. It's not a t- it's not tongue-in-cheek. It's not they're what not, could happen. They're not comedy. It's not comedy horror. It's like... This is proper but, scary stuff. This yeah. is from the All right, I'm going to have to look into this one. From the trailers and everything they've released, this uh, is yeah. a scary game. This is something is wrong going on in this house. And this is the perspective of that thing happening from this two-year-old's point of view. Yeah. The, there, there's a Kickstarter for it as well. It's not actually being uh, fully backed yet, but these guys are doing it in their part-time. Uh, Krillbyte Studios. Yeah. Um, I'll put a link up on the website um, with the I've, podcast. I've but, got to yeah. Say, yeah, if you enjoy horror games and if you enjoyed the videos that I've put up this week and if you kind of accept that, all right, maybe these indie guys get horror a little bit more than... No, I don't think that's fair, actually. I'm going to renege on that. It's not that the indie guys get horror more than AAA game developers get it. It's they have more freedom. They've got more freedom to do it. I mean, yeah. this kind of thing doesn't drag out to a, to a 10 to 15 hours worth of gameplay. You can't keep somebody in that kind of suspense and that kind of shock for that long. It doesn't work. No, but I think these I guys, w- These guys will keep you scared for an hour. They yeah. will keep you really, really scared for an hour. And I think if, I would rather yeah. an hour of being scared than 15 hours of being mildly tense. Well, that's what it is. That's what a horror game yeah. is for me. These games really, they genuinely scared me. They kept me on yeah. the edge of my seat and they really tensed me up. And that was brilliant. I came away from them thinking, what a great experience. I'm never going to play it again. 
I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to play any of the games again. I mean, I play Lone Survivor because I haven't finished it yet, but it's for the experience. I will look back at them and think, wow, those guys got it. They fully understood exactly what it was to make somebody scared, and they really, really got me. I yeah. think once my computer's back up and running, I'm certainly going to go back and do exactly what you did. Yeah, it's worth it. It really is worth yeah. it. Lone Survivor is, at the moment, on Steam, is £1.74, which is definitely worth buying. Normally, I think it's about £6.50, £6.99. It's worth Go buying. buy it. Yeah, definitely buy, buy it. it. It's worth buying. Um, uh, I think uh, Don't Look Now is free, and um, One Late Night is also free. So just download those. You, you Google them, you'll be able, we'll probably put the links in the podcast. Yeah. You, uh, you just grab podcast, those. They're absolutely free. Yeah. Um, Right, uh, I just my last little bit. I tried playing Penumbra, the oh, first wow. game. I played it for about twenty-five minutes and turned it off when it got too scary. <laughs> That's a scary <laughs> game, though. That is a really scary game. That is my entire input to the RP2 week of horror because I am such a fucking sissy. I've got to say though, I'm very proud because you you don't like horror games. No, I don't you like horror keep games. Doing this at all, were you? No, not at all. And uh, just for future reference, the next themed week is kittens and candy. <laughs> I'm on board with this. Oh my! I've got to say, after after the colon quipping moment that I had this week, I think probably kittens and candy floss is definitely something I can get on board with. Both taste fantastic. Right. It is 5 to 10, and it's time for bed for most of us, or time to go and spend time with our significant others, because, well, they feel neglected. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, fuck them, to be honest. <laughs> that will help. Well, oh, Not... yeah, right, it might. might. It won't help with Martin, she's pregnant already. <laughs> Yeah, you've done, you, you've done your damage. <laughs> That's not damage. All right. The damage is done. Fucking <laughs> oh, you know. um, hell. Yeah, you can go to readyplayer2.co.uk. That's readyplayer.co.uk. Oh, for... It's readyplayer2.co.uk. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's what Ross said. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled out, not the number two. Yes. Yeah. Um. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Cause Definitely do that. It makes us more popular and we want to make more episodes. Cause yeah. It gives me wood as well, which helps. Yeah, we've been on the front page. We've been on the front page of iTunes podcast section because of you guys reviewing us. So keep us there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to be honest, the only reason we make this is for you guys because if you didn't listen to it, we would probably stop making it. Yeah, Actually, I think we'd probably still do this, but we'd be a lot less listeners. Yeah, it would just be us, <laughs> just four guys having a chat on Skype for a while, and then uh, and then nobody listens to it, which is kind of what we're doing, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, hit us up, up on Twitter, Google+, Plus, which is something that we don't mention all that often. We oh, Google yes, crack me. Find us on Google+. Plus. I will post the link to our google plus page on our website at some point tomorrow but give us tips and hints and stuff that you want to hear us talk about we definitely want to get a community segment going on so if there's something that you want us to talk about or something that you're interested in let us know on any of the social media sites and we will look into it and possibly ignore it completely <laughs> we want to hear less of rich yeah i know <laughs> but it's just something you know what? No, nobody's gonna say that nobody's gonna say that too late what um yeah Thank you very much for listening. I've been iLewis87. Rich has been... Rich. Fantastic. Amazing. 
Sexual to your eyeballs. Or your ear holes. Yeah, definitely. Zero has been Zero Blade. Ross All has right. been Sober. Producer Ross and Sober. <laughs> and, and this has been Ready Player 2, Episode 3. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Thank you very much. Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon. I talk to that bird, I can hear another on the Skype. Hello, bird, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Are you pissing off Rich? Shitting on his car, yes. Fantastic. Ah, yes, I understand, yes. Going to wait for him to play more horror games and shit on his windows. Oh, he does what? Masturbates while sleeping, yes. Crusty Sheets has to break it with a toffee hammer. Mm. Welcome back, guys. We're going to move on to the top three. Uh, this week's top three is... I want to do that again because I stretch out words too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We're talking about the most ridiculous top... Oh, fuck's sake. Just just say this is our top three and pass it over to me. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. No, <laughs> it's my top three. I get to introduce it, don't I? You get to judge it, bitch. Oh, fuck yeah, you. you. Yeah, but you... You're judging it, and you won last week, so oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so you're scoring it this I'll week just, as well. I'll just fucking sit here and breathe. <laughs> but you do get pissed on Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> that that's got to be a lifetime achievement. Right. <laughs> For anyone. Oh my god. That's got to right. be on. The, that's got to be on the Ready Player Two list. Now <laughs> that's got to be the fourth thing. You've got to. Play Minecraft. No, 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 no. I like no, no, no. Isn't We're Gary not... Coleman dead? He's not, is he? I'm sure is he it? is. He isn't. Yeah, that's uh, right. Makes, little, it, makes it easier. He's <laughs> a little what? <laughs> oh, he's he going to jail for attempted rape or something. How is he going to do that to what a Barbie doll? <laughs> a garden gnome or something? Oh, wait, wasn't that <laughs> wasn't that Pee Wee Herman? No, he, he was he was masturbating in a cinema. Oh yeah. He's pretty not, fucking not, anyway. Not just looking at him. Good behaviour with the penises, these little guys, have they? Um, yeah. I, right, I feel we're a bit actually... off topic, Rich. What's the... Who's <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I was going to say... Oh, there's some good ones. Way, Gary Coleman has died. Oh, <laughs> has he? Yeah, 2010. Oh, rest in peace, you little bastard. Right. Um, <laughs> do I ever tell you how much I love giving blowjobs? <laughs> you can catch us on all the usual networks. You can catch us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash facebook.com forward slash rp no it's not ready oh, player two. Sake. Really? it's ready it's ready player two yeah raw i've been drinking quite a lot this evening <laughs> so uh you can catch us on twitter that is uh twitter.com forward slash rp2 you can catch us on readyplayer2.com and you can catch us on readyplayer2.libsyn. Let's let's rim out of that. Let's just rim right out of that. It's not RP2 on Twitter. Ready P2. No, it's not. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hang on, let me do that again. Maybe I just go with all the social medias that you can catch on our website. Just, just shoot, yeah, shoot it at the website and they, yeah. can, they can find us on there. I'm really good at blowjobs. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.